Hello and welcome to The Reality Bite, Cocktails and Roses. I'm Georgia Love. I'm a Channel 10 presenter and reporter. I'm a bachelor and bachelorette tragic and... Yeah, okay, I might kind of know what I'm talking about because I was the bachelorette in 2016. I hope all of those things are on your business card, Georgia, because, (laughs) uh, no, you are very well qualified. My name is Shura Taft. It's great to be with you as well, George, because uh, we've known each other a little while. I'm also a bachelor. Well, I was a bachelor once upon a time. I shouldn't say that. My wife would say you're not a bachelor now because I'm not. (laughs) Um, But a big tragic. We watch it together. That's part of our little bonding routine between me and my wife. Um, I have hosted a reality show before, so I have a feel for what these shows are like. But also... I married Sam Wood and Snazana because I'm a celebrant in my uh, my um, other life, and so I've had a little insight into the lives of the bachelors and what goes on. So this is really me, really fun, because we've got a new bachelor, we've got a new show, and we've got a whole new crop of women looking for love, Georgia. And there's going to be some stories unfolding in the next few weeks. And I can't wait to talk about it. Coming up this episode, who is our new batchy? Do we love him? Do we like him? How do we feel? Red carpets, who do we think nailed it and who absolutely flunked it? We'll talk cocktail party etiquette and we'll award this week's most valuable player and our early finale faves. We should say as well, if you're listening now, there are spoilers in this podcast. We will be talking about things that happen. Make sure you go and watch it on Template if you haven't already. We don't want to ruin anything for you. They're really good, so go and watch it for yourself. Let's get into it. Australia was introduced to Matt Agnew. Now, Matt Agnew, Georgia, we'd seen little teasers that we had this astrophysicist, a little bit of a nerd maybe, but someone new. Now, we've had some big names in The Bachelor the last few years and Bachelorette. It was nice to sort of see a fresh face, a new name. I'm probably really biased about this because I was the last Bachelor Bachelorette who was an unknown person, but that's always been my favourite thing. I think there's something really exciting about getting stuck into a new season when you're getting to know the main person as well. I yep. think that's really exciting. We as the viewers can kind of watch along and, and fall in love with them too rather than kind of going, yeah, I know you, okay, now let's get into the girls. I feel a little sold down the river because when I was first introduced as or I first introduced the idea that he was going to be an Astrophysicist, I really wanted a big old nerd, but Matt is hot <laughs> and he's ripped. He's so hot. <laughs> he's nice Can I just, and he's articulate. When I first saw the picture of him, that very first release where he had the glasses yeah. on, I thought, oh, what a cutie. Yeah. This guy's really sweet. He looks really lovely. And then they really batchified him. Yeah. And that release photo that's kind of on all the bus shelters and everything at the moment, he looks so smoky. I was about to say. Oh, my God. I'm looking God. at a cardboard cutout of him as we speak and he could be a model. I mean, that's, oh. that's fair. But he, look, he is an astrophysicist. He is a man of science. He's obviously worked out in his, he's worked out the key to a good body as well, which we <laughs> maybe we'll find out. But I, look, the great thing I think is he seems really genuine. He seems like he's here to meet someone. And the teasers have told us he does. I think my favourite thing is that he seems really nervous. Mm. And I love that because it means he's real. He's not gone on there going, you know, yes, I'm going to be on TV and I deserve all these women fighting for me. He's really nervous, which is normal if you're going to be dating a whole bunch of people well, I was about to say, on camera. You're not a shrinking violet. You were already a journalist before you went on the show yourself, but you have been in that situation. You know how nerve-wracking it is anyway because you are the centre of attention with all of these single people vying for you. And I said when I was watching with my wife that, you know, that's a, such an unusual situation to be in. Yes, mm. we've all been in places where someone has given us attention. To have that many, that's going to be nerve-wracking, right? Oh, incredibly. And I think it's, it's, I can't really put myself in anyone else's shoes because everyone's 
time and situation is different. But for me, the most terrifying thing was what if they don't like me? And I don't know if that's a girl thing, um, but, I mean, again, look at Matt. <laughs> of course, well, they all like him. <laughs> the other thing that I think um, is really important to note is that I think he's going to be really good at dealing with emotions because he's going to have women break down in front of him who are going to admit things to him. In the last seasons, or all of the seasons, we're at to season seven of The Bachelor, I've noticed with the guys who are really good at dealing with that, I thought Sam Wood was excellent doing that. Yeah. I thought actually Blake Garvey, to be honest, although it didn't end well for him, he was actually really good at doing that too. And I think that Matt, from what I've seen so far, is going to be able to do that. And you know, you're on. Yes, there are producers around. Yes, there are things that go on. You still have to say those lines and look meaningful and look like you know you're actually coming from a good place, not disingenuous. I think he's got that. I think he's got it too. And you can see from that kind of super teaser that we saw at the start of episode one, you saw little different bits that happen throughout the season. And my favourite part of all of that was I've got no idea what happens, but at some point he comes into a cocktail party and he says to all the girls, tonight's been a big waste of my time mm, and I'm pissed mm, off. Mm. And he looks pissed off and he looks quite upset. And I was like, good on you. I've got no idea what's happened to make you say that, but good on you. He's sticking up for himself. He's not just kind of, you know, being a puppet and, and doing what he's meant to do and saying what he's meant to say. I, do, I, think he, I think he really ticks all the boxes and we certainly heard all the girls say that over the last two nights, but I think he does. Can I give you the one last test of, I think, which was a great illustration of whether you're a good person or not. So Ellie comes, sorry, Abby comes in and mistakes astrophysicist for astrologer. Mm. Now, instead of making her feel really dumb and saying, uh -huh, actually, that's an he just said, I'm a Leo. Oh, and that in it itself so nice? is a test of a person. You don't make someone feel dumb, you just roll with it. Oh, he's so nice. Because she'll I watch did... that back and be like, oh my what goodness. An <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> he, he just so he ran with it. I think that's a really good test of him. Yeah, I think we've got, I'm, I'm calling it early. I think he's my favourite batchy ever. So like they do in every series of The Bachelor, 20 new hopeful girls arrive at the mansion in a car to meet their potential bachelor. Now, Georgia... Um, just quickly, before we get to the girls who came, they don't know who's going to be standing there, do they? They no. don't know anything about it. Well, certainly the original way it was done for the first few seasons and now this year for Matt's, they've got no idea. The last couple when they were known people, mm. I think there were a couple. I the know whispers. Sophie Monk was announced before they all went in to start filming. So people knew who they were saying. Oh, there were whispers about maybe it was Maddie J. But this guy is a brand new unknown person. So they've stepped out of this limo having no idea who it is. That was the same for mine. Um, and it's really, really nerve-wracking. It's you're doing 20 blind dates in a row. Can I ask you, I know you didn't do it because you were standing there waiting, but um, my wife said to me, even just it'd be nerve wracking to walk on gravel from the car in high heels to where you can, <laughs> like that in itself is nerve wracking. Right? Absolutely. And it's a long walk and they are on gravel. I mean, anyone who watched and remembered my season um, will remember that my entrance in front of <laughs> all the guys, the huge big entrance when Osha just said, this is your bachelorette. I fell oh, yeah. down the stairs. So yes, it is. Is nerve wracking to walk in heels in front of someone you're trying to impress. Now, the first person out of the car, I don't know whether it's a sign, always tends to have an impact mm. looking wise or what they do or whatever. And obviously, sparkling music. It was um, Elena Silent H. Yeah. Just remember that, okay? It's not Helena, <laughs> it's you. Elena, just for those playing along at home, because I got confused. They kept saying Elena and then they put the name up. I thought, hang on a second. I sec. don't remember her. Why does she have an H <laughs> in her name? I think she is an 
early favourite. Has to be. In my book. She's mm-hmm. she's beautiful. She seemed to really captivate him. She was interesting. She kind of was, she had this real confidence without it being cockiness. And there's a fine line, but she seems, she just kind of seems to know who she is. Yep. Um, but not be kind of a cocky She's not pushy. It. You can tell she's no. not pushy. She's got this sort of almost South African sounding Mauritian accent that she's got. She speaks French. Like she's got a lot. She's clearly got a brain. She's doing health and wellness. I think there was a chemistry immediately. So she's a little bit of a dark horse, even though she's a light horse, so to speak. She's only 25. What do you think about yes. that? There's, there, well, she's 25, but there's actually seven girls under mm. 25. Now, mm. Matt's 31. Yep. Do you think that early 20s is too young to be talking about, you know, I'm ready to find my forever person, I want the one, this is the wedding I want? Look, I, I do, but that's my own opinion. Um, You know, of the bachelors of seven bachelors, six of them have been 30 or 31, except for Sam Whittle's 35. Mm. So they've all been around that right mark, I think, to be finding love. Thirty, yeah. About 30, certainly for a man, I think, uh, you know, that was where I was at. Um, not to say people can't do that. There are some women who get to that age, mid twenties and think I'm ready. I'm ready to meet that person. So it's not a, it's not a barrier, but I think it's very young. The 23 year olds, I'm like, girls, there's hmm. a bit of life to be led. You know, you don't want to be settling down now. I don't think, but who, who am I to say that? I'm an old guy. Yeah. Interesting. Up. Because then at the other side, I'm 30 <laughs> you know, washed up yeah, <laughs> doing a batch of podcast. Yeah, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm 31 now. Oh no, I'm not. I'm 30. <gasps> Oh my God, oh. I just gave myself shy a month. Um, I'm 30 and I'm in a long-term relationship but not engaged, married or anything. But then that said, my best friend who I grew up with met her now husband and father of her child when they were both 18. And they just, you know, they met the right person then. We so. should also say your partner, Lee, lovely fella, is 37, Eight. 38. So there you go. So if you'd oh. met him when he was 30, you'd be 22. All right, let's move on to the next arrival on the carpet. Um, Chelsea got out next. I also think Chelsea is a little bit of a a, a dark horse, if you will. We're going to have a lot of dark horses in this race. Um, I don't think she's a dark horse. I think she's she's a a horse. She's a horse. She's out there running out the front. Well, she's twenty eight. That's that's more your. I reckon that's the hitting zone age. She's a chemical engineer. She did that great. Tattoo tattoo. What I loved was her genuine surprise that he knew what she was talking about. He said molecule in her eyes and I'm like, wow, molecule. I didn't know he'd know that. Oh, but I love, and isn't that, isn't that kind of, doesn't it go to say what people expect Mm. a really hot bachelor type (laughs) to be, you know? I love that. I, I really, I feel really good about her. I think they're. They've obviously got the same interests. They're in the same kind of industry. Um, they're both from Melbourne. Yep. She was really giggly and nervous. I think she felt really nervous, which is, I think, always a good sign because, you know, you know from when you've met people that you like before, There's you get the butterflies and you get that nerves. That's a good thing. There's, I'm sorry, there's a pun here. I'm not even meaning for it. They've got chemistry. Yeah, oh, come on. Well, that later in the night, they certainly, when they were chatting on the couch, she couldn't stop laughing and that's the nervous energy. But yeah. but he was, they were sort of bouncing off each other. You could tell there was something in there. And I want to throw this in for people who are going to be listening to this podcast long term. Here's a sign for Matt. You want to look for Matt if you like someone, look at the vein down the middle of his head. He gets a big forehead vein. That blood is pumping to his brain when he likes someone. And I'm going to keep an eye on this. The vein is going to play. The vein is going to come to play for Matty. But when he gets a big vein in his forehead, (laughs) um, he likes the girl. 
Wow. So keep an eye That's out for that. That's a good pickup by you. I, I credit my wife with that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty astute. Why is she so intense on his face? <laughs> Thank you, G. But um, no. It's... Who were your other faves on the red carpet? So okay. in terms of early favourites or yep, yep. interesting arrivals, because there were a few. There's a, there's always interesting arrivals. I thought um, you know, the, Hannah with the love actually. That's a nice little cute thing. Um, the the motorbike Nicole or Nichol as I call her because she's got the extra H in her name. There's some nice entrances. Yeah. But in terms of who I would keep an eye out for, I mean the first two that we've talked about, Helena and um, Ellen, I should say, and Chelsea. I mean we have to say Ellie. Of um, course. Clearly is she is just that quintessential archetype of an awesome Aussie chick from the bush, laid back, gorgeous, fun. And and the vein was out for that one. Yeah, Give it a hot tip. the forehead vein. If you've just tuned in, the forehead vein. What I loved about her is that she's, as you said, it's season seven now of The Bachelor. She's she did something in her arrival that's never been done before. Yes. She actually took him somewhere else. She'd set up something for him. I yeah, loved okay, okay. that. So can I stop you there? This is I actually had issue with this. Oh, that was a mini date. That was no yeah. more meeting on the carpet, that was them sitting by a fire. No, that, to but me, it wasn't. They had, it was just that they were sitting. That was the only difference. They get as long as you talk for, no one winds you. Yeah. So what we see, it looks like they meet, say, this is my name and here's my gift for you, see you inside. Yep. But each arrival is about 15 to 20 minutes. Sure, but you think if everyone did that and took him off the carpet and sat down, that's like a mini date. But that's the point. Not everyone does that. And that's why it was good by her because no one's thought to do that before. Good on you. Get yourself some extra time with him. That's a massive tick in no, my it was, book. No, it was a big tick. It was a big, I mean, she's 24, so she's, yeah, that's the she's only young. thing that's playing against her. But I really, really like her. Well, she's clearly like... She, you can tell she's there for the right reason. She talks about you know going and travelling and living life and enjoying it. She's a nurse. Some of the best people on earth are no. nurses because they give, they care, give. So she's a great person. So she's a big tick. I'm going to put a big tick next to her name. Now, um, we're going to have to talk about Rachel. Yes. The bride who not only came dressed as a bride but brought her best friend. Mm. Now, when they both got out of the car, I thought, oh, my God, this girl's so ballsy. She's talked one of the other girls into yep. doing the entrance with it. I did like, think that too. I did wow, think that you've already yeah, the other kind girls of playing manipulated second someone. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she obviously, to me, couldn't have cared less what Matt actually thought. No. I think she was just making sure she got uh, a lot of screen time. And something I will point out that I thought was fascinating was during that first cocktail party when Vaco um, did her, mm. her modelling thing again for the second time, um, the cameras shot to Rachel saying, some people do anything for camera time. Yes. And I went, oh, my God, she should be saying we'll do anything for Matt's attention. But where's her mind that she's saying mm. camera time? Well, she did say she didn't think he was that. I mean, I could. she's your more tattooed up guy who drives a motorbike to me. Well, she did Matt. say that he wasn't hot Correct. and I nearly choked on so, my cup of tea. And also she made a, mis- <laughs> she made a couple of mistakes. One, she brought a friend who was very attractive. <laughs> and nice. And nice. She seemed really sweet. And different. Um, it reminded me of when Sam, I remember Sam, blonde ponytail mm. from um, Sophie Sophie's Hunt. season, yeah. it went on to end up going on A Bachelor in Paradise, um, brought his nephews yes. to kind of do yeah, his bidding for clever. him. With, you know, like... Things like that, they can work, they can backfire. Oh, actually, let's let's talk about that with you because mm-hmm. you had guys come down the carpet and do all sorts of things. What impressed you? What made you go, uh? But watching it as a fan before I was on it, I always thought like, oh, don't do a gimmick. They never work. They look dumb, blah, blah, blah. But 
That said, I I chose the guy that brought a donkey yes. <laughs> to make a make an ass joke. I'm just gonna come right out and ask you. Does my ass look bigger than that? <laughs> What I liked about people bringing stuff was that they had thought about something. Um, but then I also liked the guys that came with nothing and just talked to me because I thought, well, no good on you. This is what you do if you're meeting me in a bar. On that, and I think this maybe applies more to the guys, um, sorry, the girls to The Bachelor than the guys to The Bachelorette. But the people who come on the carpet and say, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you wanting more. <laughs> I don't think that's a good tactic. No, you only get a certain <laughs> amount of time with this person don't like, yes, leave them with a little bit of mystery, yep. but if you're giving them nothing and going, I'm not going to do that because I want you wanting more. Guess what? There's eight, 19 other girls that he's going to have to, yeah. you know. It's, it's, um, I mean, it can be catch 22. It depends on the person. It depends on the connection you've got with them. So there was one guy on my season, Ryan, who was super nervous and he was a sailor and he brought, um, a sailing bag full of all his favorite things. Now he'd obviously practiced his arrival in his head. He walked up, he's like, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm from Perth. I'm a sailor. Here's this bag. There's, um, this favorite movie and my favorite CD, um, see you inside. And I was like, oh my God, who is this guy? He's so intriguing. Right. And he was then the first one that I took away for a chat at the cocktail party because I was like, I don't know anything about this guy, but Fast forward about half an hour, a guy called Reese came out and did exactly what you're saying, the whole, oh, this is me and I'm so smart and I'm so cool and that's all I'm going to tell you. You can find me later to find out more. And I went, no, you're a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so it all it's all in the delivery. Yeah. It's all in. That's the thing. You can do whatever you want on the red carpet, but if you don't find a spark with that person. I could have thought Lee was an absolute dick for yeah. bringing a donkey. Like, what an idiot. That's a stupid joke. But I liked him, so I thought the arrival was creative. But that's the point of it. I mean, this is the the point of this whole show and why it works. And I, I should have said this at the start of the podcast. What I love about The Bachelor versus other types of reality shows that are fine, you know, having an end point, well, the winner, if you will. You know, we've got singing shows and in, in talent shows that eventually nothing comes of it. We've got sports shows where they try and find the next big star. Nothing comes of it. The Bachelor is genuinely putting people together that could see a future together. Now, you and Leah are a fantastic example of that. He came on with a joke, immediately caught your eye, and you guys get a lot. I've seen you. I, I mean, I knew Lee before the show anyway, and I see you two together, and it's real. As I said, I married Sam and Susanna. I can see that that's real. You know, They've Maddie, Jane, and Laura have had a kid. They've had a second baby. So, so whatever you do, if it's going to click with that person, it's going to work to. anyway, right? That's I think. And I've, I've asked Lee, I, I asked him really soon afterwards, like, why did you decide to do that? Because that's a big risk. People hate dad jokes and people hate gimmicks. Why did you do that? And he said, because I don't hate them. I love them. And if you didn't like it, I would have gone, that's fine. You don't have my sense of humour. But this is the thing. And I've not, as I said, I've known Lee for years before he went on The Bachelor and his Facebook updates and all that stuff, they always had those jokes in them. Mm -hmm. He's done it forever. So to be honest with you, he was true to himself yeah. and you like him for him because the people on the show that have gone on there and have been a version of something, in the end, it hasn't worked. And, and it's it the same with these girls on this season. You know, Nicole rocked up on a motorbike and some people, you know, social media is blowing up saying she was just trying to get attention. She came across this, that or the other, but she's done that. That's her. He might've gone, this is cool. I love motorbikes. I love confident girls. You've you've got to be yourself. And if that's in a gimmick, if you're a gimmicky person, do a gimmick. Well, she's a good example because I'm not sure she is who she 
said she was on the mm-hmm. carpet in her little package because I thought, all right, here comes trouble. And then you watch her and you're like, eh, I don't think she's as much trouble as she's making it out to Is be. Is that only because Rachel came after her and well, kind of took on the villain role? That's, yeah, well, potentially. <laughs> and that's the thing. So maybe she's more of a shrinking violet once she got in the situation because, correct me if I'm wrong, whether it's 20 girls or 20 guys in one room all vying for one thing, there's a lot of energy in that room, Right. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of energy. And that it, that means you might think you're all bravado on the carpet and you're, here we go, we're going to go in, I'm going to rock this place. And you walk in and there's other big personalities, you start to shrink a little bit. Well, that perfect example, that leads me into what I wanted to talk about, Danush and Sagand. So the Persian the battle. Persians. So obviously Sagan is an is an early favourite. He took her on the first day. Yeah. They they got along so well. They shared the first kiss. And then all of a sudden you saw this confidence. So when she came back to the house, she's talking about how much they kissed, how much he was touching her. So confident. And then all of a sudden, a new girl walks in who was also Persian. And it you could see her physical reaction. She slumped, she kind of hunched over, her face dropped. She if you could kiss someone with a look, God, that Danush mm, would have been in mm, trouble mm. earlier than she was. Um, what I thought was really interesting about that was that confidence change. But also I felt a bit sorry for her if she thinks that being Persian is all that she's got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for her confidence, maybe it's it's good that Danush left, but it worried me that she might have that's thought all that's has. all she had. But she actually did that little want leave you wanting more because she did the yeah. cute thing on the car, but that worked. He went to her. I could see an immediate connection. I'm pretty sure the vein was up for that for Sagan. And so, um, you know, they they got along well and obviously then went on that first date. You're right. It can't be the only thing because you look through the list of girls and they all have their unique things, whether it's their job, whether it's their look, whether it's their background, right? But it can't be everything. It can't be the only thing. So for her, she's going to make sure. I think the from memory, a lot of the first kisses and the first dates have ridden so hard on that. Yeah, it's ended up playing with their heads the whole show. And you know what happens too when there's twenty plus people there, the person who has the first date is then just. This is how the show works. They're not going to get much time no. with him now. Who was your first date and first kiss? Jake. Who um, came third? Yeah, went okay. on to come, come third. But the thing is, between that first date and then when you can start having second first dates, is a long time. Yeah. So you're kind of riding this high of going, "Oh my god, I was the first favorite, and I've got the first date, I've got the first kiss." But then you sit back and watch everyone else go on first dates, and more and more and more people. So seeing that little sign of Sagan, how how quickly she turned unconfident, it's going to be. Interesting to watch her as more and more people go on dates with him. I think I think she'll struggle. Well, just to round out our arrivals, because we want to get through all the girls. Obviously, a few have gone home now. We know that as well. But uh, in terms of the arrivals and the new eight that came in as well, we had the musician, nice little ditty on the carpet, that court attention, the cheerleader cheerleader work. I mean, that was a fir- that was the first person apart from um, Rachel in the wedding dress to come in and not formal attire, if you will. Mm. Although Nicole did as well off her bike. Um, Nikki with her little cheerleader routine, not bad. Um so look, there's there's some competition out there. I think this is a really strong season for girls. I think there's some some like very attractive girls in a number of senses. Physically, there's some really beautiful girls and there's some fantastic personalities as well. I think we're in for a good season. The thing I'm most excited about is I do not know Matt's type. Two episodes in, I don't know his type. Which is good. It's exciting. Meet Matt. Hi, I'm your new bachelor. He's hot and he's an astrophysicist. You'd think being surrounded by single women is every man's dream. And to be honest, it's actually really scary. (laughs) The Bachelor on Channel 10.
All right, cocktail party etiquette. Mm. It's something that's got to be talked about every year. The more of these shows there are, the more people who watch them, the more we see things kind of grow. Yep. I think in the first few seasons, you never saw someone interrupting another one-on-one chat. But now, my gosh, that first episode, I think that when he grabbed Emma at the start, I think that's the only person he grabbed himself. Everyone else was jumping in and cutting in on each other. Can I steal you away from your chat? Would I be able to steal Matt for a second? Can I just steal you very, very quickly? I'm so terribly sorry to interrupt. Can I cut in? Can I grab you? May I steal him? Now, as someone who's been in that situation, I hated when someone interrupted and cut in because I thought, no, this is me dating on this show. I am talking to this person because I want to talk to them. I'm having a conversation. When I'm done, I'll come and speak to someone else. When someone came and interrupted, I didn't think, great, look at them, they're keen. I thought, no, you're disrespectful of this conversation I'm having with this person. Now, on the very my very first night, I had one guy do what Ellie did, which was, hi, I'm, I'm here, not going to interrupt you. You finish up your conversation, but I'd love to chat to you next. And that really impressed me from Ellie doing it, but also the guy who did it for me as well. I think that's respectful. I think that's showing your place. It is, you know, competition is super high, but I think that's the right way to do it. What did you think about well, all the interruptions? I think this, I think that um, these guys have limited time. Um, girls, I should say, have limited time to see Matt. And so... They're, they're fighting tooth and nail to get that time. Now, I don't like the inter- interruptions either, but I haven't been in that position to do that. And I think that um, they all feel a bit desperate because they've probably watched f- past seasons and thought, well, they didn't. That, that person who's sitting in the corner who didn't get to chat to that person sometimes go home. And so they've got to take that opportunity. I'm with you though. I think that you're actually making more of a negative impact on the person you're trying to impress than you are a positive. Because for example, when Eleanor was finally having her moment and they were getting along, they'd only just started to sit down like Hannah did oh. and just go, what are we talking about? Like Matt would have been sitting there going, Hey, this is awkward. I'm going to chat to you at some point. B you're now going it like it just, it felt completely wrong. And I think and Hannah, rude. I think that was really she rude. She just completely misplayed that. So, so to me, interruptions are bad as well, unless you've been watching the person's had 15, 10, 15 minutes. Do you mind mm. if I come in? Do you mind if I sit down? Now, it's probably on The Bachelor or Bachelorette to say, Can give us two minutes. Yep. You would have said that, surely. Yeah, definitely. Because I didn't like that. As I said, I didn't want someone kind of dictating when I when my conversation with this person was done. So I'd say, I'll come and grab you next. And sometimes I didn't on purpose. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. No, but at <laughs> least it's, it's, in your, it's in your hands. You are The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. It is your... Uh, you know, it's your journey, if you will. And Matt did that with Eleanor as well. He kept talking. Even when Hannah sat down, he almost turned his back on her and kept talking to Eleanor. He didn't include Hannah in the conversation. He was still talking to Eleanor. So good on him for that. Now, can we talk about the elephant in the room? <laughs> because we have not talked about it yet. Oh, but there is Emma. one contestant that we have to talk about because like it or dislike it for those out there you'll have your opinions emma is there for love there is no doubt about that in fact there's one point where in one sentence she says the word love four times um i'm i'm at the stage of my life right now where i'm really looking for love i do i love being in love i just love love there's no feeling like it she's gone hard She's gone. Her heart is like she's it's out of her chest it's on the floor and it's handed to matt like she's there 
How do you see this playing out for Emma? Because it hasn't always worked in the past for the people who are right there and oh. really putting it out there. I hate to say that I don't think it's going to play out well because I think it can be a turn-off and not just from a girl doing it to a guy but the other way around. I think um, it's almost like if someone's too keen, it's your human instinct to kind of almost protect yourself from that a bit. I don't know. I think she's gone a bit strong. That said, I love her for doing it. Good on you. If you think he's perfect, please say he's perfect. Personally? I would find, and I'm not, I was never scared by women who were confident or who came in, you know, saying what they thought, but that is quite an intense, and yes, it's an intense experience and this is not exactly how it works in the real world necessarily, No. but I mean, Matt's got to go, woof, it's pretty full on, but although he did seek her out because he's like. Yeah. And that, that said, you're on The Bachelor. He's gone on there because he said, I'm at the point in my life where I want to meet my future wife. I'm ready for this. Maybe he'll love that. Yeah. I, I will say I really worry about how much she's already saying that she's freaking out about other girls forming connections and going on dates. Like, oh, honey, there's a lot more to come. I can't work out her accent, though. She's Irish. She's what? I think that sounded Scottish, but she's, she's Irish, Irish, isn't she? No. Yeah, she said she's something not. about... When she was saying about planning a wedding, something about an, an she might have said an Irish castle, but it doesn't yeah. mean she's Irish. She's just got this. This. this oh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this by the end of this podcast series. I'm going to have a handle on what her accent is because <laughs> it's quite probably unique. Just Google it. But she's 32, so she's in. The, yeah, I could Google it. She's in the hitting zone for that. But uh, anyway, so cocktail party. Were you happy with how the at the the contestants acted overall? For a first night or two first nights, kind of. I actually think they were pretty well behaved. Mm. There weren't big drama moments like we had in Maddie J's season. Remember when there was the the um, putrid dress? Yeah. Wow, that dress is putrid. Ew. They were all pretty well behaved, so I think they've uh, they've got a lot of room to move. Now, each week on our Cocktail and Roses Reality Bite podcast, we are going to have an MVP. That's the, the most valuable person of this episode or episodes who has made such a contribution that, you know, they're worthy of a shout-out. And there were some serious MVPs in these episodes. There were. Given it's episode one and two, there were a lot of people to choose from, um, which is why I've chosen this week to award our MVP to the llama. Oh, round of applause. The llama her. from episode one. Now, the unexplained llama well, that popped up. No. Oh. See, I've got a conspiracy theory. This oh. might just be me and other people out there. You never know. I reckon this is an Easter egg. No. Yeah, I reckon it's put in there. Let's wait and see. Last episode of the season, there'll be two dates left and someone will have a, there'll be a llama and it's going to be a sign. Remember the llama in the first season? It's a sign in the first episode. Oh, I love this. I love a Keep looking out for the llama and where it sits. Okay. Well then even more so is our MVP. (laughs) We're also each week going to award our word of the week. There are always things that come up. We've had a few podium finishes. I think China is is a podium finish. China's definitely up there. China's up there. Journey's up there. Love was up there and weddings were up there. But unfortunately they were all pipped at the post. Bye. Bitch. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Turn it down if you've got kids in the car. But yeah, the word bitch was used a lot. It's showtime, bitches. Bye, bitch. That bitch is gone. Mama's home, bitches. <laughs> Bonjour, bitches. I'm like, bitch, please. Bitch, get out of my face. <laughs> Why my bitch to go? She's a little bitch face. We'll have a new one next week. We'll see what the guys come up with. There'll be some journeys, I'm pretty sure. Did There's got to be you some You had guys journeys. on journeys, didn't you? I. This is the thing I'm the most proud of in my entire career is that I went through a whole season of The Bachelorette without saying the word journey. Really? Thank you very much. Can you give I this know. girl a llama. Give her a llama, everyone. <laughs> she deserves a llama.
Now, we're going to finish every episode with both Shura and I telling you who we think, yep. if the finale was tomorrow, who's going to and be our top two. we don't know, by the way. We should re- stress this point. We, we are don't watching know. We're the same watching time along as you. with you guys. So we're going to put in, and, and, and you can write these down, and you can laugh at us at the end about how wrong we were, or commend us for how well we understand our new batchy man, Matt. But I'm going to put out there my top two from this week. I'm going to say Chelsea and Eleanor. So that's who you think is going to make it to that's the end. That's final his final two. two. Yep. Interesting. I think it's going to be Eleanor and Sagand. I know she's gone early hard, but I think she's a chance to really make it through. And 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 people go, that's obvious, guys, because they're the two who've had the most attention. But guess what? That's all we can go on. Well, that's all we could fit in this week. There's so much to talk about, and the next few weeks are going to be absolutely huge, G. But everyone else there, remember, you can watch the show every Wednesday and Thursday on Channel 10 from 7.30 p.m. or catch up on 10 Play as well, and then be informed so we can tell you what's been going on afterwards. And please tweet us. We want to know what you're thinking, what you want to hear from us. If you agree, if you disagree, tweet us with the hashtag realitybite. It's been a pleasure talking with you, G. And I, you know what? Using your bachelorette knowledge is going to be invaluable in the next few weeks as we catch up with what Matt is going on with and the journey to find true love. The right? journey. Hey. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Please take some time now to say goodbye. Will you accept this rose? <laughs>